Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. This is the main event. Dildo Corn is alive. And kicking. Come on over here, I'll headbutt your ass a couple times if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this brother breaking off a 40-yard run. This brother. Come on, zip it. I hope I didn't piss off Jesus. You call that a penalty? <laughs> Who's yeah, number one, though? Who's number one? It's the L.A. Clippers. Oh, shut up! <laughs> You're saying it wrong, people. I would get him pregnant. Uh, fuck you. Uh, triple. They just f***ing called in and hangs up, you f***ing motherfucker. That f***ing pisses me off. Are you in the shower now? Totally in the shower. Yeah, <laughs> He's not a cokehead. You mean James? Stupid idiot. You're a stupid <laughs> idiot. For getting so fucking uptight over f***ing cuffing. You're clearly lying. You're clearly just lying. Why would I lie? Why would I lie? Why would I lie? Why would I lie? You're a comic. Guys, welcome to another fantastic episode of Punch Drunk. We got no Sam Tripoli today. We'll get to that, Johnny. Maybe you got a little intel of why you can't make it. But we do have the number one, this is no joke, requested person to be on the fucking show. Finally, Earl, the Pearl, Big Daddy Skakel, everybody. Uh, I keep it real. That's why I'm a popular podcast guest. Uh, you are popular. Now, I love you on <laughs> Danish O'Neill's podcast, which has now become uh, Beach Cops. Are you going to be on Beach Cops, or have you been on yet? Uh, they're a little too heavy on the ass-eating talk on that. Uh, All right, scrap this next episode. segment. Scrap this. Uh, why, did they call it, why did they call it Beach Cops? What's that about? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I remember them saying... Because I listened to it, I remember why they said it, but I don't. It's a reference to something, but I can't recall what. Because it changed in my podcast feed, and I was, I was, what is this Beach Cops? I didn't subscribe to. Well, this. that was their, that was their Patreon. Their, their, their Patreon and their regular podcast has morphed into just Beach Cops. I think they still have something behind a paywall too, um, but it is now just just Beach Cops. So everybody, yeah, listen to Beach Cops. But you've notoriously said, Earl that hey you gotta call off the dogs their fans are rabid at you you can't even kiss without give me what do you mean out of control what, what are some of the things these guys have been doing to you i mean i was in the bathroom the other night you know i'm just taking a piss staring at the wall and uh-huh. uh, i i out of my even though i have horrible vision you can tell by these glasses uh you know i i sensed someone in the next stall and they just look at me and go, Hey, you're Earl Skakel, right? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, big fan. So they leave first. And 
And oh, this was uh, in his house, by the way, to be clear. <laughs> the guy's house. <laughs> as, as they're shutting the door, he just looks at me and goes, Mama, 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 mama. I just want to go to the bathroom in peace. But I love them. I love the fans. I mean, uh, you know, without them, you know, we can't tour or, I don't know, buy shit. Yeah, I mean, it's really the only industry, one of the only industries that, like, you talk to, you talk directly to the customers. You know what I mean? It's, it's like everywhere. Yeah, like, if you invented something or whatever, people didn't know it, or you made some sort of fucking snack cake or something, people are always like, "You're the fucking snack cake guy." You know what I mean? Oh, I don't mind it. Like, you know, when you are as unsuccessful for as long as I was, you'll take any fan interaction. Uh. uh, uh How's late night been? How's how's this, have you been hanging around late night with Barris and the, and the regular? I mean, it's like not store quite now? back to pre-pandemic levels, but it's pretty good. Like you know, most shows are sold out. Um, you know, the belly room shows are sold out. Uh, you know, even the main room is, uh, which is a tough room to sell out. Is is I would say ninety percent of the shows are sold out. Uh, ORs are always sold out. So uh, have you, you know, been doing? Did you have you guys done the band at all? No, no, I get, I think I'm Emily's new Holtzman. So when Holtzman's not in town, I get his spot, which is the Kennison Brody spot. How long do you do with it? Because technically with that spot, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I try and do an hour. Um, oh, that's cool. So, which is pretty neat to do an hour on that stage. Uh, How many people the, are still around for, when you when you do it? Because that's usually the fucking get fuck out of towns. Get, you know, yeah. shows over spot, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really depends on who is um, in front of you or you. Yeah, the, you know, if you know, like uh, Whitney Cummings, oddly enough, was I think she was late, so she went on right before me the other night and uh, she gave me the best intro. I don't know if she meant it or not, but she was like, uh, Hey, this guy's a mentor to me, we started together, which is true. Don't leave, and not one person left. Uh, so uh, it, it depends on the intro you get and, and how good the comic before you is doing. Because if they're bombing, like a couple weeks ago, there was someone who was, they just gave up halfway through and started fucking around. And so a fair amount of people left before I even hit the microphone. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> Johnny, what's happening with you? How are you? I'm back east, man. I'm back in North Carolina. I just got back yesterday. I was going to ask you if you were back out east or in carolina for either it's past for the thanksgiving and everything yeah yeah i just flew out so are you hearing your have you heard your parents fucking yet or is it <laughs> no my my mom does have this thing called sleep like night terrors she sleepwalks and has that. night terrors though listen to this dude last week i wasn't here but last week she wakes up in the middle of the night screaming runs out of the house onto the front porch and hides behind like some furniture on the front porch and in her brain, her, you know, adult sleepwalk brain, she thinks that these two guys are after her in the house. And and in her, you know, her deluded state, she thinks the solution to this is uh, ringing the doorbell incessantly until my dad comes out. What time of night is like, it? The middle of the night? Middle of the night, like 3 a.m. Yeah. And so she just starts ringing ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, and then runs and hides again on the porch. So my dad is coming out in his tidy whities, you know, and 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 woman what the hell are you doing 
and she he finds her crouching over behind, you know, uh, the swing, which isn't that crazy. She does all this crazy stuff. She's got this like real problem with it, man. She she's she's been driving. She she's wearing? gone driving she... down the road before. This her like nightgown or whatever. But like oh, running, yeah. down, she's gone driving down the road before. Really? Yeah. It's always it's always like somebody's after her or uh, a baby is missing. That's a popular theme. Missing babies. Isn't that weird? Man, that is fucking. Yeah, it's it drives my dad nuts because she usually when she wakes up, she, her first move is to scream at the top of her lungs. When I was a kid, she would come knocking at our doors. Yeah. And, and but she was. It was almost like she was possessed because she was smart enough to try to convince us that she wasn't asleep. So she, you just hear, yeah, knock, 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 and I'd be like, and and be my mom. She'd be like, Johnny, Johnny, let me, let me in, that, let me in. I need to come in. And I'm like, eh, it's two a.m. You're asleep. Not letting you in. No, 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 no. I'm not asleep. I'm not asleep. There's just three guys killing your dad in the bedroom. <laughs> and and I, and I mean, I'd have to. I'd be like, Mom, you're asleep. Wake up. She seems pretty calm for three guys fucking. Well, that but husband. but that's the thing. She's trying to be calm, so I'll let her in, and then you'll hear her just go screaming that right after that if I don't let her in. It's unbelievable, though. It's really. I mean, she's it's something she's struggled with her whole life because she doesn't sleep well because of it. I mean, she's getting exercise at three a.m. It doesn't. You know, it's hard to get good rest when you're trotting around the porch. Uh, but yeah, man, it's a it's a drag, and she's she went to get her brain scan today, some kind of brain scan to see what. I mean, she's done her whole. You got to handcuff her to her bed, like you know, like if it's a full moon and she was a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's dude, that's a thought. But the problem, anything like she had to wear a CPAP machine for a while because she had sleep apnea, and like just that being on that made it worse. Anything, any kind of apparatus like the clock, the light from the clock, that's a bomb now. It's. Anything in the room uh, that's left on is a problem. It's really strange. Does she have? Is that sleep apnea? It's like it's it's three things combined. It's sleep apnea, which I think probably pulls her out of deep sleep while she's dreaming and makes her start acting out the dreams. And she also has night terrors, which is these really intense nightmares. So it, I mean, it's the triumvirate of bad sleep. It's really it's and it sucks for everybody, but she's working on it. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so that's that's my experience when I'm home, because the bedroom I sleep in when I'm here is a couple rooms down. And it's just you wake up in the middle of the night hearing this crazy screaming. I've gotten used to it. But I have have what they call living nightmares. That's what they call it. Sorry about that, Jason. Nothing like like a baby. But when I'm wide awake, it's just I just sometimes it's not. It's not anything pleasant. Skakel, his dad's name is Johnny. And then whenever Johnny's home for the holidays, he's just fucking plunger fucking her clam. And she's like, yeah, Johnny, give it to me. Give it to me. And that's and that's why he has night, nightmares. I don't it's blame you. It's not true. You I mean, told I mean, me. He told me that he walked that's in. Completely none of, none, of, none of what's about to be said is true. No, everybody knows what this is this time last year because you were home for Thanksgiving. He goes, dude, I accidentally walked in in on my dad. He had some giant sex toy. It looked like he was just plunging a toilet, just gagoosh, gagoosh, right in her old fucking baby cannon. Not true. Maybe that wasn't you, but we'll be right back right after this break. I'm kidding. Earl, can we talk about your because you were telling me about this? Hey, if it's top Hollywood secret shit. 
no problem. But aren't you uh, in a fucking, you're fluffing at some porn right now. No, I'm kidding. About your documentary you're doing. Can we talk about that? I didn't even know you knew about it. Um, you texted me about I, it. Oh, okay. I Obviously I a mistake. Have early on. <laughs> yeah. I, if you want to keep anything a secret, Steve-O's not the guy to text it to. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. If it's a secret, no one knows what we're fucking talking. You're working oh, no, on no. I mean, well, it's almost a parody. Uh, we're going to do, uh, uh, and it has something to do with O'Neill and Danish. Uh, they have a producer friend by the name of Pete Lazarus, who's a documentary maker and filmmaker. And he would listen to our episodes that we would do together. And we do have a great chemistry, the three of us. It's just, uh, just very easy and there's no force. Hey, I got to get a line in here. It just comes out. So he had an idea of doing a two-part special. Uh, one would be a documentary on why I'm trying to do a special at 54 years old. <laughs> like yeah. you know, most, most people have already done their special by my <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of my career. And then the second part's obviously the special. So uh, we're pretty much done with the documentary part. You know, Pete's like you could definitely see. Okay, this guy knows what he's doing. I mean, the camera's got to be twenty grand alone, and um, just how he edits things, and you know, because you guys know, no special is special anymore. It's you could pretty much Photoshop Sebastian and the Rogan special, or vice versa, or Tiana and Eliza special, and you wouldn't know the difference. So I'm right. I'm at least be a little different. Um, That's why Ari's was so great, by the way. That the set for Ari's was beautiful. Those candles, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's so. I mean, that's an amazing special. It uh, really is. It's so good, you guys. Go watch Jew on uh, Ari Shafir, youtubecom slash Ari Shafir Jew. Uh, it's fucking so good, man. It really is. I told him it's his best work uh, so far. Well, it's just so polished. And, and can you think he was going to shelve that thing? I mean, jeez. Like he wasn't going to shoot it. I mean, that's unbelievable. That, well, that, it's that like could, he was just that about could have to, not existed though because of the pandemic. I mean, that's he was just about to shoot it. Yeah, then the pandemic happened. But the thing about it that's so great is that it really is timeless. I mean, some well, of timeless and timely though with all this shit going on with Kanye. I mean, it's 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 yeah. going to be timeless, but it's also he dropped it at the perfect time. He almost got Very lucky. lucky. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It really is fucking. That. And I'm telling you what, if anybody is lucky, it's that goddamn fucking Jewish prick. That guy is like a cat with a ten thousand lives. Yeah, uh, so. Ari, really, he really, really is. Um, that's cool. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Earl. So, when are you going to like? What are you going to put it out on? Or you don't even know that shit yet. I mean, Ari's probably the benchmark for now. Every comic, uh, Ari and Luis Gomez, it's put on YouTube. Yeah. So they yeah. pay what you want. Um. So, you know, I think Ari's already at like 2 million views. I think it's almost three now. YouTube, so, yeah, that's amazing. So you figure 20% of people are going to give the money for it, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks. Uh, so that's, you know, I don't know if you become rich over something like that, even with that amount of views, but you'll get your money back in a little bit. And, you know, that, but shit like that leads to shit like that. If even if it has that many views, some of those people could be just the right person for something fucking else. It leads to shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the, 
you know, we all want a special on Netflix just because it's the most viewed streaming service on earth. But, uh, you know, even those kind of come and go, you know, they're hot for a day or two. And then, all right, well, it's the next special on Netflix. So I think uh, I just want it to be a little different. Hopefully people dig it. And, you know, we, we're going around like certain sites that were important to me, like the porno theater. Um, <laughs> oh, of course. You know, and we actually want to do it there, the special, but it's recently shut down. So uh, for what come? <laughs> oh my God. I went there once and it's so nasty. Dude. Like you've only been there once. I've been there once. Uh, hold on. My postmates may be here. Uh, uh, that's a perfect lead in. Um, it, it's the most amazing. It, it, it was, uh, I went there with this chick, you know, my yoga instructor. She's of course. Uh, <laughs> And she was like, um, I'll go in there with you. And people are fucking uh, just all kind. I don't know how this place was legally allowed to stay open. So uh, you saw people fucking in in a theater. Oh, 100 percent. And and there's three rooms and the main room is just beautiful. It's got like a runway catwalk in the middle, which would be perfect for a special, you know, to kind of go into the crowd. And um, it's a pretty sorry that's my dog uh it's a pretty historic location so uh you know we've been thinking about that you know maybe the parking lot of the store you know be funny to have a special but it's not in the building that's we're, funny we're we're looking uh that's probably in a few months we gotta lock down a location pay for it and all that right 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 and then the store if i hook you up with a deal i mean uh i know that it would be a tough sell to um, say, hey, can you shut down the club for a night? Uh-oh, I'll be right back, boys. Be right back. You know sports, and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on NFL, NBA, or aim for a low-risk, high-reward jackpot with the all-new MyBookie Money Bag. Money Bag is a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spend for crazy odds on props and futures. Place your bet, spin the wheel, and get ready to score epic odds on the best teams, athletes, and events. Sign up for free today and use the promo code PDS, as in Punch Drunk Sports, and claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's the promo code PDS to claim your bonus. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I can't wait to hear what's in his postmates. <laughs> he always eats real healthy, so I got to fucking... You know, every time you go out to eat with him, he's, he does the same fucking shit that where he'll like... He has real super specific ways of ordering his food, so he first always apologizes. He orders last, he always apologizes like two or three times to the you know server. Does he have a complicated order? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then he goes, and then he goes into his watch. I'll have him do an example of one. Earl, what did you get? Um, there is a Canadian vitamin store right down the street from me. And what? they have well, they're uh it's called body. I'm not trying to play, I don't get any like free supplements. It's called body energy. Go to body energy. Use the code punch drunk. Go ahead. (laughs) 
And uh, I, you know, when you're getting older, your metabolism slows down. So I used to have like burritos and shit in the morning. So now I have a, a protein shake to uh, fill me up. Oh, just straight protein shake. Well, I told yeah. I, my guess, my guess was that it was going to be something healthy because I know you eat very healthy. And um, that's why you look like you're 32. Earl, do a little improv right here. This is going to be exciting. Everyone's excited for this. Enjoy your shake there. Pretend you are going to, uh, you're at a restaurant and you're with four people. Everybody has already ordered because you know how you always have like, a, I don't know something on this side, nothing right. on that. Right? Give me an example of a, like a specific order you would order somewhere. Well, you got to tell me the restaurant. What's one of your go? What's one of your haunts where you got a real fucking situation? I go to Chibo. Uh, I'm like, um, I'm like Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. You know, when I walk into either Dan Tana's or okay. uh, Jones, I go to the kitchen. Jones on uh, oh Jones. Third. Oh, I love Jones. They have good pizza, at Jones. I know the owner there, and every time I have a date there, he's like, "Come in the back way." They have this like private driveway. And I walk through the kitchen and it's give me a Jones order. Hey, give me a Jones. They have a good bar there. Give me a Jones order. Oh, I've taken a lot of dates to that place. And Keith always comes by. He's the owner and he's like got a mafia vibe to him. He's like, Hey Earl, congrats on the movie. And he just walks off. I'm not that's a classic move. That's a fucking sexy move. Well, that's what I do to comics at the store when I see them talking to a girl. I just have we always do that. Hey, uh Congrats on that 10 picture development deal. I got a spot. <laughs> you know, uh, see, but what I'll do that, but I'll do it. It's more believable if I see somebody talking to some hot girl and I'll come up and I go, hey, I don't want to interrupt. I just want to say, you're so funny. I saw your act the other night. You're really, really hilarious. So I didn't mean to bug you guys. Sorry. And they're like, oh, thanks, man. No, no. Then, like they don't know me. Then if I don't like someone, I'll be like, hey, I hope that AIDS test comes back good, bro. And then I'll just walk off. I know. I know. What's the your boy? You had a girlfriend. She was like fourteen, isn't that right? <laughs> what do you? What do you think you're talking to Jeff Ross or me? I was gonna say you know who it is. Hey, I was oh. trying to get uh, I was trying to get a uh, Danish to call in as Jeff Ross, but he had a uh, shit he had to do today. <laughs> well, he's got two kids now, dude. Like I know, no like, shit. That's it. That's it. so does Tripoli. I well, I can't imagine. Uh, you know, I have a small dog, and she is my child. Basically, I can't imagine when having two kids. I, I my mind would. I, I I can't even fathom it. Uh, Dude, they both put like you know the fighting any and they'll post pics of the family or them, and they both have like kids under their armpits. They both look like that's just physically exhausted. I go, I don't even know how that's. I mean, that just looks like so much work. How you could even get anything else done. It's probably also why Tripoli isn't here today. He's probably got a kid under each armpit. They're running him yeah, ragged, dude. So, Earl, give me, a, give me a, a, a classic fucking skakel. You're on a date. Your date just ordered, and now you're at uh, Jones. Give me like a, one of your classic fucked-up-ass nine-minute orders. Well, I always got to be cool with the waiter because, you know, our waitress, uh, because, you know, if you're a dick oh, to a waiter, the service is going to be bad. You know, they could spit in your food. I mean, sure. You want them on your side. You got to understand, like Jones and Dantana's, uh, the Ivy, you know, the higher end places. Uh, those waiters are shit on by 
a lot of B-level celebrities. So they're not in a the great shit, I'm by the best. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but like, so they're already on edge. And I usually go on later dinners, 9, 10 o'clock. So, you know, by that time, say at Jones, they've been there for four hours. They've probably gotten shitty tips, you know, because rich people don't tip. Um, except for like Russell Peters, so you got to hope Russell goes there eight times a week. Um, <laughs> you know, Russell's the reason the homeless guy at the store, basically Boone's replacement, comes there every night now because Russell gave him, I think, two hundred dollars once for a shitty L.A. Times uh, magazine he had, and so now he thinks he can get that every night. So he shows up with this massive shopping cart of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Who the guy that had all the jerseys? Yeah, that guy. Oh fuck, that guy's the worst. Wait, where's Boone been? Is he has he been back? Uh, back nah, home? everyone thinks he's dead. I mean, I saw him about three times during the height of the pandemic. I got into this weird habit of walking Lois, uh, sometimes with someone else who shall be uh, nameless at the moment, uh, and we do it at like two, three in the morning. And Boone would just appear like it was, it was like he was the predator, man. He just came in from the trees. <laughs> Did he have a and mask on? No, it's Boone. You know, his hair was looking yeah. all wild. And yeah. Uh, and then the last time I saw him, it was around 2 p.m. I think it was a Friday afternoon. And this is the height of the George Floyd stuff. I mean, the city was hot. And I live. Uh, in West Hollywood, but right across the street from the sheriff's station. So there was a lot of bad people. That was like ground zero for anyone who wanted to start trouble. You know, graffiti in the sheriff's station, throwing shit. Uh, it was like scary to be in my neighborhood. And Boone sees me, and I'm walking Lois with someone, and uh, he starts yelling at the top of his lungs, that boy George Floyd, go get that young black boy. And I said, like, dude, I can't. Like, not right now, dude. This is like, you know, <laughs> you, know you could tell who the troublemakers were because they all had backpacks, and you could see like cans of spray paint and shit, yeah. uh, you know, and, and whatever, whatever else they were like had to cause destruction was in that bag, and they were all looking at me. And I'm like, boom, boom, please, please, you gotta like. So I hope he's still alive because he's, you know, I, in a weird way, I think we all love him. So, Oh, for sure. I definitely love that guy. I mean, he can be annoying, but who, who which one of us can't? But uh, I bet you even Hinchcliffe would be sad. I know they had a beef, you know, and, and I could understand Tony's, you know, it gets old, you, you know, Boone kind of. Yeah. Dennis and I are not fans of his either. You kind of know how to track him down, right? Jason, I mean, don't. I don't know. I found his what I believe to be his nephew on Facebook. Yeah, and he's got a, like a private account or whatever because he's like a, a judge. A judge, but, really? Yeah, he's judge, and uh, I guess he worked with Obama when Obama was in Illinois. His photos of them together, and all that checks out for Boone's story. So I sent him a friend request. So that I could send him a message, and but I haven't heard back from him yet. But I, I check it every now and then to see if I heard from him because I mean it's the same last name. 
he is a judge. He is from Judge Shakalaka, huh? Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yep, Judge La- Judge Laka. Judge Laka, yeah, of course. Uh huh. He's fucking Judge Laka. Um. So, Earl, let's get a Dan Tanner's order. All right. So I'll try and make him laugh right out of the gate. Just so you're already working the sh- the fucking guy before you even get to your order. Get, uh, let's hear one. No, Jason, you're up. you're Jason. You're the overworked just, server. Yeah, you do yep, that. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. I'm gonna be a little upset because it's been a shitty day and you're coming in late. You're only well, last I mean. Week. But sometimes I've gotten lucky. Like I took uh, uh, Chandler to the Bel Air Hotel once, uh, either our anniversary or uh, yeah. her birthday, and uh, she orders. And then the guy looks at me like that. Remember that scene in American Psycho where all the waiters are giving the, the you know, tonight we have pork loin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and they're doing it in like this like you know, RoboCop like okay. delivery. Uh, the guy was like, Mr. Skakel, it's an honor to have you here. And I thought he'd just see my name on the reservation list. He's like, I'm a big fan of yours. May I recommend the pork chops with spice? Really? Uh, like, dude, he knew me, like from roast battle or something. Uh, so sometimes was that get- an early date for you guys? Was that on an early date? Like, no, that's about a year in. Uh, okay, okay, that would because that would have been great. One time I was, uh, uh, uh you know, Powerhouse Bar, it was closed for a long time, but now it's open again, right on Hollywood Boulevard. I and, do. Um, it's right. I mean, it's on literally the corner of Hollywood and Highland, but it's an old famous bar there, whatever. I was, a, I started dating this makeup girl on this thing I was working on. So we go out after the shoot. It's our fucking first date. And I shot this thing with uh, Duncan Trussell and Joey Diaz and Brian Jarvis for like Fuel TV it was on. Back then, no one knew, knew fucking Fuel TV, but they had this weird comedy fucking show. I was in a fucking two-minute scene. No shit. That's all I shot for it. We're in there playing pool. We're the only ones in there. All of a sudden, it was on like all 11 TVs because they were on that show. I hadn't even seen it yet. But all, she was like, holy shit, look at the TVs. And it was my scene on like all 11 TVs in this bar on like our first date. I was like, oh, man, that's fucking God trying to help me get laid right there. Uh, so if I don't know the waiter, there's, uh, you know, I'll just, uh, you know, I'll find some uh, starting point of, uh, you know, oh, hey, you, anyone ever tell you you look like, uh, you know, uh, Christian Bale and the machinist or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, what a weird pull that. <laughs> That's it. He looks so. He was so. Remember how thin he was for that? It was. I mean, he said it damn near. Oh killed. my god! Oh, yeah. Just impossible. Well, like the definition uh, of a method actor. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, like De Niro was with uh, was it Raging Bull? He went from like being pretty jacked to like I think almost seventy pounds overweight uh, for the end. Uh, so I'll try and find some common ground, make him laugh. Uh, uh, you know, I can sense that they're an actor or an actress. I might delve off and do a, so how's the career going? You know, good. You know, we can wait. Let's hear about you. You know, just get some human communication going. And then, hey, uh, you know, I'll start off uh, about a Caesar salad, but can they put the mayo on the side, you know? And uh, no, they make it with mayo. Like, so then there's like an interaction like, oh, um, well, can they go light mail? <laughs> Not to be a dick and overwork them. And like, and I'll always say this: I'm going to make it worth your while when it comes time for the check. 
you know, uh, now most people who say that probably are saying, I'm not going to tip you well, but I'm like, I'm going to tip you well if we get this going. Um, yeah. So then they'll, then when they hear that, knowing that I'm a serious tipper, which is something I learned from my dad, uh, I mean, even when I send food back, and I never send food back, uh, but when I do, I'll still tip uh, 30% or whatever. Uh, and then uh, what would you recommend? So that way I'm saying I value your opinion. Um, and that, well, I like the lasagna. I'm like, perfect. I'll take the rigatoni. And uh, can, we, <laughs> can we get the, uh, can I get the sauce on the side? And <laughs> like, can they? Instead of oil, make it with water. Like, in, you know, like I know, dude. I'm not trying to be a dick. I just, uh, all this shit is mental for me. I'm sure making it with oil is not going to make me into Ralphie May. But it, in my mind, it, I'm a very mental person. Like, uh huh. Johnny, you can hand me a pill and tell me this will make your dick three inches bigger in an hour. It could just be a Tylenol. And at the end of the, hour i look down and go fuck i think it i think it is three inches bigger like i'm very susceptible mental. to the placebo effect 100 percent. i was made for the placebo effect so in my mind if i get it you know if they squirt the pan with water instead of oil i'm skinnier uh, and then uh for the uh and, and they have the best if you're ever in la i want to take you guys the best apple pie on God's green earth. And I'm not a sweets guy, but they make Who does? It. Jones? Jones? Oh, my God, dude. It's piping hot. Like, it's really hot. That's really? funny. I used to live right up the street from there. I never went by there. It was... Oh, they I got mean, really good pizza there. Have you better than the apple pan? Have you been to the apple pan? Oh, my God. My mom used to take me there. My uh, girl loves that place. It's mm. still there. I mean, it's to have a restaurant in L.A., um, last literally 50 years that's i was gonna say it's been there forever i mean jones dantana's uh another exception of um you know of something that's been around that long um, the formosa that's an old one that's been there forever yeah that's that um a couple sushi places have been around for for a bit um but most especially after the pandemic or during the pandemic a lot of high-end restaurants uh, shut down you know it's just fucking hard to make a living uh and they're still hurting some of the restaurants just getting yep. back um so then you know i'll say hey can we get the apple pie and you know maybe an extra scoop of vanilla because when it melts over it dude it's it's a sexual meal and then uh you know it usually the, a date i'm with is usually a drinker uh so uh <laughs> you giving her some of that bill cosby shit Oh, no, I don't have to rape my women. I've never forced myself on a woman ever. And I come from roast battle. That's a rarity. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Out of control of that show with the uh, people I had to work with. Un, un, and Supernova is even worse. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, I but, saw so, it. Are you really retiring from the Flyers? Well, I got threatened with legal action. So uh, Was that real? Because you posted, hey, because... Well... Uh, you got to cease and desist about the flyers that you're. No, I, I had a lawyer reach out to me. Uh, you know, I'm listed in the yellow pages. Like, I still have a landline, Johnny. So, uh, here, matter of fact, I'm wait, what are you? What? How are you listed in the yellow? Like, as what? Well, Big I'm just a uh, 
like you know, or the white pages. I mean, nothing. Oh, okay, pages, okay. Got the it, daddy got man. It. Are you as, as the daddy man? Um, I should be. Uh, so uh, this lawyer called me up and said, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, if you put out one more flyer, that's because uh, some people got on all three flyers. I won't mention any names, but." Uh, um, He's like you're you're treading into the harassment um, field. So if I were you, I would not put out another flyer. And then I just hung up. Now it could have been just a prank, uh, but then I have a friend of mine who's a lawyer. So I asked him, "Hey, if I put out a fourth flyer, could I get sued?" He's like, uh, "No, parody is covered under uh, First Amendment, um, you know, rules." So. But I don't. I don't want the headache. I mean, it's fully made. It's ready with a click of a button. To be, 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 be. Hey, send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm trying to like, because uh, I paid for four flyers. So the guy's like, I'll make you, you pay to have these done. I thought so. you were just doing them yourself. No, I can't do them. I have no. <laughs> so I sent. I sent you got a guy. I got a guy, his name's Andrew Stokin out of New Jersey. He's made every uh, inappropriate Earl uh, cover art or, you know, uh, anything uh, like a jellies. If, when the jellies was on, he would do a special jellies thing. Um, I sent him a supernova flyer and I said, here's what I want to do. Uh, you know, <laughs> want to call out some of the people they put on the flyers every week. So I would have the first one was like all alleged, you know, sexual predators and then one hot girl um and <laughs> it did and people were messaging me going is the girl a sexual predator i'm like no that's the one who gets on the flyer and then that's why the others are all on the flyer um and then the second one the same thing that's funny and then the third one was just all bring or show promoters uh no i i noticed the pattern myself i noticed it so the fourth one was going to be an all-star lineup of uh, you predators. promised it. You said a fourth one's coming, all-star lineup, and then like three days later, you're like, due to a threat of legal action, I, I'm not going to fire. And I go, ah, geez, I was waiting for this fucking fourth flyer to drop. <laughs> well, I think uh, two people in particular. I, I could guess if the call was real, who um, threatened legal action because there's one person who I've heard goes after people for anything in regards to their situation. And there's a new person on the L.A. scene who's being, uh, let's just say he might have a court date in his future, uh, but he comes from an influential background. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll, I'm trying to think of one of all the fat dead comics I was going to do. Like, And Ralphie Mae was going to be the last four pictures. Wait, just like, like he, you, like you, like the same photo of him that you couldn't fit into all four. Like it's like yeah, part of his. So, his yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's so cool. Last yeah, four yeah. pictures were going to so be funny. on the bottom. You couldn't put him on the top because he crushed the people on the bottom. But, uh, <laughs> like you'd have like the last four pictures would be a quarter of his face. That's so, <laughs> that's so funny. So and then there, you know, there's you know through death there's humor like. You know, we recently lost Teddy Ray in L.A. comedy. He was a great, great. He was a fucking dude. sweet kid. Oh, yeah. But he was going to be on the flyer and like John Panett. And, um, you know, Fat, Fat James. Fat James. Yeah. I, was, I like to throw in a, an open mic or into the mix. Like in the first uh, picture, I think I put in Perry Kurtz and people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, 
So this is why I haven't done a special because I'm too busy trying to think of who to put on fake flyers. <laughs> Hey, uh, Earl and, and Johnny as well. Two things. UFC is talking about this real quick. Did what did you think of that Adesanya fight? Johnny, you go first. I've talked too much already. I only watched the highlights. You know, I don't. You know, I'm a boxing guy. Yeah, Johnny's not big on the fucking. I was. I was also. Tra- I was like traveling when that was happening, so I didn't get to see. It. If you if you would have had to bet on that fight, or or maybe you did. How scared would you have been taking out Asanya in that? Because man, he is a fucking world of a lot bigger than Israel. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a heavyweight guy, as you know. I we'll like get to turn it. Johnny on. Uh, I, everyone I've turned on to this heavyweight fights, thank me, uh, Johnny. Uh, when this is done, YouTube, uh, George Foreman, Ron Lyle. It's the greatest. Ron Lyle. Fight. I don't know that. It's funny because I love the old heavyweight fights, but I don't remember Ron Lyle. Well, I just bought his book. It's called Off the Ropes. Uh, he was uh, is in prison for seven and a half years uh, for murder. He should have called his book Pretty Little Lyles. <laughs> but he was one of the great heavyweights of the 70s, and uh, he had a amazing fight. Basically, he won the heavyweight title in prison. And so he, when he got out, at the age of thirty, he started professional boxing. Oh wait, is there is there a film about this guy? No, that's Hurricane. Uh, well, yeah, but no, but there's another one. Uh, oh, there's shit. a documentary on YouTube about him. Maybe, maybe that's. What, I, I feel like I've heard something about this. I and if you watch his, it's a four and a half round fight with him and Foreman, and this is a prime George Foreman. I think the fight was in seventy six, uh, and it's he knocked it's he knocked amazing. Foreman out in the seventies. Wow, three times in the same fight. Um, and he was the only guy at that point to to knock down. I mean, he he basically lost the fight because he got tired in the fifth round. He just he could you know the first four and a half. Oh, he got punched so out. Fucking! It was like watching a video game. It was crazy. Um, so I'm begging you to watch that fight. Uh, yeah, I'll check it out, dude. I love old but, fights. Uh, Oh, dude, it's a great visual because it's at Caesar's Palace and like people are smoking, so there's like a cloud of smoke uh, over yeah. the ring and uh, yeah, Howard all Cosell. those old fights are like that. It's crazy. Oh, it's a trip. And Cosell's announcing, and his color guy is Ken Norton. Oh, really? Also- okay, yeah, he's a great fighter. Yeah. Pun intended. Pun intended. Well, yeah, the colored guy. I mean, the color guy. Uh, and it's funny. Oh. I don't think Howard Cosell meant it, but uh, Foreman had knocked out. Ken Norton in two rounds. So when Lyle starts landing punches, Cosell's almost roasting Norton going, hey, Kenny, uh, Lyle's lasted a lot longer than you did. (laughs) (laughs) You can see Kenny Norton be like, what the fuck? Uh, That's great. Ken Norton was the first choice to play Apollo Creed. but um, Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Uh, So getting back to your question, Tebow, I mean, I thought Israel would win the fight just because he's fucking so, you know, he's he's really plowed through his competition. But uh, Pereira's like his punching power is pretty uh, legit for that division. Especially. They said he might have been like two ten at the two two almost two twenty at the start of that fucking fight. I mean, he, he looks like a light heavyweight. He look. I don't know if Israel can beat him. Well, there's this doctor. I don't. I. I wish I knew the name of his YouTube channel. He breaks down sports injuries usually, and uh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's really, it's really educational. And he did a video on why uh, Asanya got knocked out. And he does a breakdown of the punch. And uh, he's so, uh, it's almost too technical for me. You know, it's like when most people throw a, a power shot, it's a, pretty much they straighten their arm and, you know, you, you connect at the end. But yeah. uh, I guess uh, Pereira never straightened his arm. So he says your arm is more powerful when your elbow's bent. And it never straightens. Uh, for, I'm not sure the reason. So he, you know, it's not surprising now that he got knocked out. But uh, I mean, it'll be an interesting rematch. I mean, you know, the UFC wants a trilogy, so yeah, I would guess that they will do everything in their power to make it as favorable a condition to Asanya. Like maybe, where's he from? Well, uh, the fucking. Uh... Africa, but he really is out of fucking uh, New Zealand. Not us, yeah, New Zealand. I was to say not Australia, New Zealand. I mean, I wouldn't say they're gonna have a fight in Africa. That's not a big UFC. But he'll fight in New Zealand. I think, oh, hundred percent. They can do build that fight in New Zealand. Maybe Nigeria. I forget where he's from in Africa. Nigeria. Yeah, he's Nigerian, New Zealand. I just looked it up. Yeah, but I think since like a teenager, he was in New Zealand. But he kind of, you know, claims. I mean, you know, grew up in one and born in the other, but. Yeah, they'll 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 run that back again. Uh, but uh, I think I, they would do it in New Zealand. Just or or you know, I, I could see them asking Asanya off the record. Hey, where do you want this fight? We, you know, we want you to win. Uh, you know, he doesn't want it in Brazil. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That, but you can win in Brazil. I mean, what did uh, you know, my boy Verdum got knocked out by Miocic in Brazil. So like, it's not impossible. To, to right. win, there, but it's tough for sure. How rock hard are you from a balls was hot fighting on Saturday? Wait, who's fighting? Derek Lewis. I mean, he's kind of, <coughs> uh, he's kind of dropped down a lot. You know, he, I just don't think he's the most conditioned guy. So, uh, oh no, he, he quit in that, that one fight when he, when there was like more than fucking, if he doesn't get out of, Round probably about to start around three. He is out of everything, especially if he's been swinging for ten minutes. He's out. The tank is empty, and he's just trying to get a one pit, uh, throw one fucking bomb and get the fuck out of there. Who's he fighting? Who is he fighting? I mean, look That's at the problem because, like, it's in the middle of the day too, and it's in Vegas. It starts at one. The main card. Starts at one o'clock in Vegas. One o'clock? Why? I don't know. That's what I was trying Just to e figure out. East Coast, I guess. Just they want it to be in prime time on the East Coast. Johnny, oh. I gotta say before I forget, I love your background. I'm a big Star Wars guy. So uh <laughs> Oh really? I, I yeah, it's uh Sam. I do it because Sam doesn't think space is real. So I whenever I'm on oh, okay. with him. I that is the Millennium Vulcan, right? No, or it's like actually the International Space Station, if you look at it. It's well, just kinda, okay. It does. It looks the same though. I think. I think part of it is uh is because you know just that one like where the gun is on the Millennium Falcon. Right. It kind of yeah, has yeah, this yeah. window shape. Yeah, I get the driver's saying. seat. Yeah, uh, Derek the, Lewis, Ser Sergey Spivak, Spivak, Spivak. Yeah, it's by Spivak. Uh, yeah, it's four o'clock Eastern. Yeah, you're right. Damn. Well, the heavyweight. So I was like, oh, it must be in another country, and then I looked, and it's in Vegas. So I don't know why at the at the apex center or whatever they call that shit 
So I don't know why. Division is, it's lacking star power right now. So um, this is probably the one that they're having in that little ass gym. And if that's the case, yeah. poor Derek Lewis, because that's you, you, you fallen into the fucking, uh, you're back can, in the audition room. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to get over. They need guys with name value. I mean, there's just not many names in that division anymore. Like, you know, I'm surprised they haven't roped over him into another fight just because he's a name. Um, you know, I mean, I think they're kind of waiting for it. Why isn't John Jones fighting? Man? Like, he's cleared, right? I think he is, and I think he's bulked up to – he wants to fight heavyweight, you know. I mean, that's a tough one because he'd definitely be the faster guy in most Johnny, of pull up a picture of John Jones' body now. Okay. Wait till you, Earl, wait till you see how jacked this fucking guy is. This is going to make you hard because I don't know. Oh, yeah, we looked at this the other week. Yeah, he's yeah he's huge. Earl, like, Earl, look, Earl, you get rock hard when these fucking heavyweights really go at it, don't you? Well, I think it was when I was a kid. Um, uh, oh, my God, is that him on the uh, – Oh yeah, he's he's pretty jacked. That's why. And I think he's like walking around at like two twenty five. Yeah, but that's I mean, I, well, as a kid, I grew up with the seventies heavyweight boxers, which is Gary um, Cooney. I mean, when you look at the three main guys, Foreman, Ali, and Frazier in their prime like you're so lucky man i grew up in the 90s i mean holyfield was my guy i just loved holyfield but it's you you i just missed you know that great era of heavyweights you had the I best mean, i was a buster douglas guy in in complete seriousness but uh, really that's interesting well i mean i he was uh he was a great boxer and, and i liked another guy who fought tyson twice razor ruddick yeah, oh boy, he I mean that was the guy with the the right hand from God. I mean, nobody had a right yeah. hand like Razor Ruddock. I mean, but he was you know, him and Douglas kind of had the same problem where they were both great technical heavyweights, but they knocked out a few guys and then every fight after that was like, "Well, I'm just going to try and knock people out." Yeah. Um and you know, but uh in the 70s, it, I don't think it's an era of any sport where there were so many guys at the top of their, you know, probably the three greatest heavyweights outside of Tyson, maybe Larry Holmes, uh, were Frazier, Ali, and Foreman in there. What a Ruddock had this weird thing too, right? Wasn't he like, wasn't he, he like fought right-handed, but he, his left hand was his power. Like there's something weird about him. I remember I can't. I, if he's got great highlights if you watch some of his knockouts but oh, i yeah. think he I mean, was like i think his i think he was like left-handed let me let me look it up Hold on. but yeah i mean he was uh those tyson fights like he he him and douglas were really the first maybe the only two guys you know until tyson started declining pretty fast to go uh we're not going to run from your power and, and guess what we're going to hit you too um, yeah he was okay so he was left-handed but he fought in the orthodox stance. So, yeah, he was – so his power punch was his left hand. But he led – and he, a lot of his knockouts were with his left hand out of the orthodox. Uh, you know, he'd do that little, like, undercut. I rem- yeah, he was great. Uh, but, yeah, oh, dude, like, in the late 90s when I'm, like, 13, 14, I mean, I, I remember getting excited to watch uh, the White Buffalo, Francois Botha fight. Remember that guy? Or yeah. Like, Andrew Galata. You know I mean? I'm like, oh, they got yeah. Galata on tonight. Yeah. I mean, we – I my Andrew Galata, yeah. And he just couldn't stop. He, I mean, he was a good fighter, fun. talented. He just couldn't stop hitting people in the dick, man. He couldn't stop. 
Uh, but I mean, like in the seventies, like, and you feel bad for the second tier of heavyweights in the seventies who all would have been champions. Ken Norton was uh, one of those guys Lyle. for sure. I think Ken Norton was a he was champion. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, but like, but I know, mean, he could have dom- he would have dominated in the late nineties. Oh yeah, if you switch out like certain guys, um, you know, like uh, Ernie Shavers, you know, who's yeah, now that's uh, now that's a power puncher. Jeez, that. He was, he's got the best highlights. Yeah. I mean, generally acknowledged uh, him and Ron Lyles, the, the two hardest punchers ever. Uh, you know, Jimmy Young, he was a guy who was always losing to, uh, you know, those guys we just mentioned. Uh, even the white guy, Jerry Quarry, was like pretty good. Uh, yeah. He had some more. You know, Larry Holmes, you feel bad for because there was just no one for him to fight. Yeah. Right? He kind of bridged that gap too, right? Between that generation and kind of fighting into them yeah i mean he was just i mean he was a great i mean larry holmes probably the most famous fighters against tex cobb just because tex cobb wouldn't go down um and yeah, jerry cooney uh, he knocked up him in the next yeah, fucking week cooney, cooney was very uh that was one of the first big hbo uh like uh when they started having those fucking one big fucking fight a month not on pay-per-view just man i miss hbo boxing. if you had hbo oh. They started, you know, putting on massive fucking fights. And that was one of the Cooney fucking uh, Larry Holmes was one of the first ones. I miss Jim Lampley. I remember uh, walking around the Third Street Promenade the night of the Cooney Holmes fight. And everyone, because I think a lot of those bars had HP. This was before they really checked, but bars would have the fight on and, and not pay. You know, now you have to pay direct TV or you know, a fee if you're a bar to, to show fights. Right. But, uh, just hundreds of people outside every restaurant with TVs just watching the fight. And, um, you know, so. Meanwhile, I was, I was rooting for David Tua. Remember him? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I remember there, there was Tua. just that era, right? Like when you were 14, 15, of just like. Uh, There's not a lot going on there. Like Corey Sanders. I remember Corey Sanders had this war. Like, And then the Klitschko's, honestly, were my favorite boxers Like after I was in my teenage years because they were just the only guys that were any good. Like Vitaly Klitschko had this war with Lennox Lewis and really was going to be. I love him. Lennox Lewis, this, too. Lennox Lewis. Cut over his eye. He got Vitaly, Vitaly got this terrible cut over his eye. And they ended up uh, stopping the fight because of the cut. But he was going to he was going to send Lewis out on his ass. Uh, and I, dude, I was at that fight. Oh, really? Wow, dude, I'll never forget. It was at the Staples Center. That was a huge pretty, fight to me. Pretty new arena, and uh, Nikki Six was right in front of me. But the okay. funniest part, was, uh, Leon Spanks, uh, another great fighter from the seventies. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, he sits down next to me, and he's so fucked up at this point in his life. He's kind of looking around like he's lost, and he says to me. Oh, no. Uh, hey brother, what arena are we in? <laughs> I'm like the forum. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that's so. But sad. it was like so. But it was. I remember the. I'll never forget because we were basically on like the 50 yard line for boxing, like up, but like the perfect. And it looked like Klitschko had been shot. Like it was like a. It wasn't an open cut. It was a hole. Yeah. Like, um, and he was going to win that. I, I'm convinced he was going to win that fight. Oh, yeah. Well, the Klitschko's, really both of them suffered the same problem Larry Holmes had. There was just no one. There was no great rivalries for them. Nobody. 
Yeah. No, but here, here, look at, look at this. Here, here's, here's the cut. I'll never forget this. I've watched this fight a few times. Since. I mean, just look at that. Dude. It looks like he got blasted by a shotgun. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, in person, it's a hundred, it looked a hundred times worse. Uh, oh, my God. Um, and he wanted to uh, continue, too. I mean, there was no part of him that wanted to stop that fight. His lip was all, oh, poor guy. But he was, nobody was tougher. Vitaly was the better fighter to me. I mean, probably Vladimir was more technically gifted, but Vitaly was just so much, so much tougher through a harder right hand. I mean, I think the only money fight for those guys would have been if they fought each other, which apparently they never were going to. Yeah, they and promised their mother, right, that they wouldn't fight uh, each other. But they just, it was just, you know, they, it's the same thing with Larry Holmes. You know, Larry Holmes was fighting guys like Tim Witherspoon and. Uh, <laughs> You know, just not no namers, but you know, Pinklin Thomas, and uh, you know, it just wasn't well. That's why he was able to fight so much later than a lot of those guys from that era, too, though, because he just didn't have the there were you know, there wasn't the talent to face him. And uh, yeah, and unfortunately, he fought. I mean, his last fight was in 2002, Larry Holmes. Oh, yeah, I mean, he would, you know, and I think he took care of himself, he didn't party that hard. And you know, I, I think it's sad that uh, probably. Outside of the Tex Cobb fight, his most famous fight was against Ali, where he was just killing him. Oliver, um, that Oliver McCall fight was a pretty big fight too that he lost. Yeah, no, he had some big. He definitely had some big fights, but you know, like I think the camera caught him like essentially crying because he's he's like killing his idol, and Ali wouldn't go down, and I I think he had to stop the fight. You know, it's just like you could tell he wasn't enjoying it. Um, so he fought he fought Holyfield you know, too, right? He lost the Holyfield. I don't I wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I think hold on. Uh, I mean just, I because I'm I'm trying to he I mean he fought for so long. He just seemed like he kind of he's ended that kind of era of like of you know the 70s greats and then kind of spanned the eighties and nineties. Uh yeah, he fought a Vander in 92 and lost uh on a, a unanimous decision. He fought Ray Mercer before that, beat Ray Mercer. I remember that fight. I, Ray Mercer's another Tommy Morrison, like uh, yeah, Tommy the Gun, yeah. I mean, take away like take away the AIDS. Yeah, Yeah, well, Ray Mercer was used to be like a Marine fucking drill sergeant or something crazy like that. Well, I think uh, you know, and and you go to the bad luck, good luck, you know, um, you know, uh, Morrison. I think it was Mercer that knocked him out. Um, He wasn't supposed to really fight uh, Mercer. He there was some big fight he had lined up. I think it was with Holyfield, but you know, they couldn't line up the dates and, you know, to Morrison's credit, he was like, well, I'll just fight Mercer as a, not a warm up fight, but you know, I got to stay active. And then Mercer just, it's one of the most famous knockouts in heavyweight history. Yeah. Um, just hit, hit him. And he's basically knocked out on his feet and then hit him again. And then I think he, uh, Mer- uh, Morrison's arm got caught in a rope and he's, so he's, it's almost like a pro wrestling thing where they're caught. Yeah, up. he couldn't defend himself. Mercer fucking hit him again. <laughs> like with a fucking goddamn sledgehammer right across. Oh. Like he was chopping down a tree. Yeah, I mean, there's so many uh, stories like that. It's just bad timing and different. You know, if you put Klitschko in the 70s, you know, who knows? Yeah, I would like that. That's a, I would love to see what the Klitschko's would do. Like even in the nineties, I'd like to see them because you know those guys in the nineties, especially like Holyfield and Tyson, were shorter. I feel like they could have done pretty. I, I Klitschko and I think 
Lennox Lewis, those were the those guys. If they had both been in their primes at the same time, Vitaly or Vladimir, I think that would have been an interesting fight. Those he would have probably had the best chance of really beating them, Lewis, just because he had the height, also. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Riddick Bow, you know, you, oh yeah, shit, Riddick Bow, man. If he there's a guy who, if he had taken care of himself, would have yeah. would have gone down as probably the best of the nineties, maybe. Well, I think Douglas provided, you know, obviously he beat him, so he provided the blueprint to beat Tyson, which was, you know, kind of bully him back, you know. And yeah. If you watch that fight again, there was a couple times where they're in the clinch and Douglas pushed him off, like, get out of my fucking face, bro. <laughs> like, no one did that to Tyson. And, you know, that's a mental – and, you know, they make excuses for Tyson in that fight. He didn't train much. Yeah. Bullshit. Like, Douglas you- kicked it. And you wonder how much of that to do was to do with his mother dying too, you know, like would he be in that mindset if it wasn't for that? Because he's a guy, yeah. you know, his career kind of proves that he wasn't that guy every every night, you know, every time he fought. And you, you have to wonder if if that doesn't happen, does he still beat Tyson? Holyfield, yeah, though, that's I mean, why I, Holyfield was the foil for Tyson, because Holyfield, you know, had had the chin, the perfect the iron chin, and and you know, just just kind of, you know, could take a beating. And then once Tyson felt like he wasn't hurting you, he always got frustrated. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish Douglas, uh, you know, most people kind of remember him for that Holyfield fight. I, I just think it was, uh, you know, to grow up as dirt poor as he did and to get a fucking check for $24 million. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was broke four hours after that, I guarantee it. <laughs> I mean, I did. He was so talented as a boxer and, and, his career probably falls in between of the Holyfield fight and the Tyson fight. Maybe not as good as, you know, beating yeah. Tyson, but certainly not as bad as, you know, Holyfield uh, made him out to be. But just uh, so many interesting things. Mike Weaver's another guy, mid-80s guy, who, uh, you know, he just had the unfortunate timing of <laughs> boxing and Tyson's prime. <laughs> you know, you put Mike Weaver in the 70s or 90s, he's... Uh, and who else? There was one other. There's a great documentary on, uh, I think it's still on Amazon Prime, the mid 80s, early 90s guy by the name of Michael Dokes. Um, I don't remember him. Oh, dude, he was good. Like, very fast, great puncher. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, he had his, you know, 15 minutes of fame as the champ, I think. Uh, and then it's, it's kind of a sad, you know, these heavyweight boxes, man, they, when they fall, they fall hard. Oh yeah. Uh, big time. Well, you oh. see that in the UFC too. Yeah. I mean, look at Overeem, you know, he's the monster of pride and, uh, not, not new Japan that's wrestling, but, uh, K1, uh, yeah. and then he comes here, he's kind of in his prime, but he's, has to be tested now in the UFC and it's not quite as good. And then he just starts getting KO'd. Yeah. And then it's just fucking downhill from there. Hey, Earl, did you, is it, you have a fucking NFL podcast you're doing now or you, what, what is this that I see you post? Uh, we, uh, well, basically it was a test run for these two guys. Um, because they want to do, uh, their version of a NFL pick show. So I'm not sure if we're doing it anymore, but I had fun doing it. Like, you know, they're the knowledgeable guys. Uh, you know, both of them like are. But you're a legit NFL fan. You follow like the entire yeah. NFL. You, I think you're a big Steelers fan, but you don't just follow Steelers. You're into the entire 
reality show that is the NFL season. Yeah, I mean, I was smart enough to have be the third guy. You know, I was just showing them how to do it. Um, right. So I'm not sure if they're doing it on their own now or, or whatnot. But uh, I'm studying enough about the game to uh, know what I'm talking about. And I is think Pickett the, the guy three. then? Is Pickett as a steal? Now oh. you see how you guys are slipping up here. I'm not talking shit, but I'm saying you're like, oh, fuck, I was, this is the position I didn't want to be in as far as win-losses go. And you got this new quarterback. Now you're rounding out, like, with this quarterback class that's coming out, are you thinking, nope, I'm all in on Pickett, it's fine? Or are you like, hey, we better be looking at, you know, fucking some of these other guys, Stroud and all these other kids coming out? I mean, I, I don't I don't think uh, Trubisky was the problem. I don't think, you know, Pickett's first game, he lost 35-3, to three, so – He's not the answer right now. I think that the problem is the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. I'm, I'm sure he's a great coordinator, but he's just not the right guy for this team. I mean, you know, if you look at the Steelers receivers, you have or you had Claypool yeah. uh, in Chicago. But let's just for the sake of the argument, say he's still on the Steelers. You had Claypool, Johnson, uh, Pickens, Frymuth as the tight end, and uh, Najee Harris, probably one of the better receiving running backs and like so there's single coverage on someone of that group at all so uh, just i don't think trubisky or pickett is set up for success with canada um you know it's so right i don't think he's the guy with canada there but i don't think canada i have a feeling he won't be brought back next season um so i yeah, you're so right though. Pickens. I mean, I really like Pickens. I think he's a good receiver. And I wanted him for the oh, Falcons. God. He's uh he's gonna be the new uh Metcalf of this league, not body wise, but like he makes those one handed grabs. Yeah. Uh, you know, Is he fast know. too? Um I don't think he's like has elite speed, but he's pretty fast. Um and you know, Johnson, he might have drop issues from time to time, but he's the top five receiver in the league. But um, and Fryer moves to he's the new Kelsey, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, so, that guy's good too. You're right. Yeah. 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 And, that's and Gentry, a Gentry, the backup tight end, he's, he's not, he's like six, eight. Like he's, he's a nice target. Uh, and the offensive line is, which has always been the weakness uh, the last 10 years, they've probably been the best part of the, the offense. But I just think they need, you know, even, Towards Trubisky's run, you know, it was said that he wanted to call other plays in the huddle because he saw things that, you know, hey, Johnson's open deep, but Canada likes his, like, six-yard dunk passes. Uh, so I just think until they get rid of I, – I, to answer your question, I, he's not the guy with Canada as the coordinator. But going into next year, that's your quarterback. Well, I think uh, – well, this – you know, the Steelers are in that weird position of they're not bad enough to get the first yep. one or two picks. They're not. They'll be picking 13, 15, somewhere around. And the top, I mean, four out of the top six teams this year, if you look, are going to end up picking quarterbacks. So you got to be, you got to be really bad or you're not getting a quarterback. But that's, I think, would benefit the Steelers so much if they could, and you don't want them to lose on purpose. Uh, but if they could somehow wiggle their way into the top six, knowing that, hey, they don't need a quarterback, yeah. they could get the best 
position player in the draft, it, it's uncontested. Like, because everyone, there's so many teams that need a quarterback. Uh, um, so, you know, they're an interesting team. You know, they're in that no man's land. Of, they're not, you know, but, you know, I also think they're not as, and I'm a homer for sure, but I'm pretty uh, honest. I didn't know that. You, uh, you are you, you have a boyfriend then? Homo erectus. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> they're three and six right now, and if they had T.J. Watt for those, and you know, injuries happen, so they didn't. That's have, true. That that's a big that's a big one though. I think they win the Miami game. They win uh, the Cincy game. They lost by I think three points, and there was another game where they lost by three or four points. He's that much of a. There's maybe five difference makers in this league. He's one of them. Um, you even yeah. saw last week he Thank made you. several plays. And now that you have Highsmith on the other side, that guy's good, man. Um, to have both of them hit, hitting the quarterbacks. Uh, so hey, I, Falcons, you know, play the, Falcons play the Steelers in, I think, Atlanta this year. Yeah, but they're just in that weird space of, you know, uh, unless you're picking in the top five, it's a crapshoot. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel the same way, don't you, Jason? Being in the NFC South, you're one. You're one good draft and a decent offseason away from winning the NFC South. So you can kind of bounce Wait, back dude. fast as long as you. As we as we could be a six seven. Falcons could be a six seven win team and be picking fucking fifteenth, or we could be a seven eight win team and fucking win the division and be picking twentieth. And you go, we're not even a five hundred team. We won this shitty division. We're going to get blown out in the playoffs. And now we're fucking, uh, we're picking eight spots later. Which is starting to feel like Tampa's figuring it out. You know, Brady's starting to look like Brady in the fourth quarter. I think they're probably going to pull away. But, you know, I mean, all you got to, if you can just get it a little bit better, because Brady ain't going to be there forever. And then Tampa's going to drop like a stone, I think. And, uh, who you know, anybody, anybody could win that division. You you said you guys got a lot of cap space coming up too, Falcons. I think I think the Falcons are second in cap space. Everybody's young. Our rookie quarterback, who was the second quarterback taken after Pickett, uh, Desmond Ritter. This kid's just been holding the court. He looked great in the preseason. They say his comp. You know what his comp was? Uh, Mariota. Ball. That's close. No, Nell Carter. It was Nell Carter. But they said that his comp was Marcus Mariota. That makes Sorry. better Sorry decisions. Okay. Make a better decision maker and stronger arm, Marcus Mariota. Now, okay, so like Mariota, but a good arm, good at deciding who to throw the ball to, and good at being a quarterback. Cool. That's good. That's what you want. So not like Mariota at all is what you're saying. Let's What's the Mariota comment? You mean he can run around a little bit? Is that what they mean by that? Seriously. We could, we could run a pro offense, run a pistol, get it. No, get but I mean, what's the, the is he mobile? Like, I mean, I know, that's it, right? Very that's much what they so, mean by yeah, that. 100%. Okay. Mariota is just, and, I mean, he's like garbage. So the Falcons but draft I mean, I think, The Falcons I draft Ritter. They Falcons draft this guy. Then they sign Mariota to a two-year fucking contract. Uh, and... Our coaching staff is the people from Tennessee that drafted Mariota. So Mariota's there for fucking maybe 21 games to fucking – till this guy's ready to take over is the plan. 
Are they starting him this week? They are, right? Mariota's starting this week. Oh, is he? I thought you said they were going to start Ritter. No, I said there's a, the clamoring has started. For him to oh, start really? Okay. Because I Mariota's said, just go been, ahead and let him do it, man. Because Mariota's been being Mariota, making just run and run and then just fucking slinging it just to get rid of it. And like, that, dude, just that throw play, it out of fucking that play, that play against the Panthers where he was just falling onto the ground and just like, I'm going to throw it over there. You know, he, he I don't know. He doesn't he, So to me, I don't know. He's not going to fucking do that stupid fucking shit. But we'll see. But eventually, that's why I asked you that question, Earl, because we got this guy right after you got your guy. And I'm like, hey, if we're going to be maybe looking for a quarterback, if we don't have our guy, we got to see what this kid can do and kick the tires a little bit since we're probably not going to make that playoffs anyway. Because if we don't need a quarterback next year because our third-round pick looks like he's the guy next year, that's a very luxurious place to be when four of the fucking top eight picks are going to be quarterbacks, that means you're really picking around nine if you're picking at 14 because you're not in the quarterback sweepstakes. Well, I think it also depends on, uh, you know, you could go into any sport and, you know, delve into this. uh, You know, it's your needs now or, or... or the potential of who you draft in four years, you know, it's like, right. Like in hockey, you, you, your biggest need might be goaltending and you can draft the best goaltender in the league or in the draft, but they're not going to be ready for three or four years. Like, uh, so it's like, you know, the Steelers are set offensively for the next decade with the group they have. We're getting close. Yeah, so it, it's hard to say, you know, until they get a coordinator in there who, you know, like I, I said when Trubisky was playing, he wasn't the problem. Like, um, you know, so. Yeah, well, Trubisky's had some bad luck. I mean, <laughs> coming no, out of yeah. Chicago. I mean, I'm not and saying, then, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, he, he's just a game manager guy. But, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I feel bad for him a little bit. I feel like he could have, he probably could have done just as well as Pickett's doing right now. Yeah, I mean, I felt bad for him because, you know, but I also felt bad for Pickett because, you know, Steeler fans are hardcore. Like, it's win it all or bust. Um, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think they sense an opening now. You know, you know, we talk about boxers in certain eras, and it's just unfortunate. I mean, Roethlisberger probably went to another two Super Bowls if, uh, you know, Brady wasn't Brady, in his yeah. fucking prime and, you know, maybe the greatest team sports athlete. I don't know, outside of Gretzky, uh, you know, it just sucked for Roethlisberger. He'd probably have two more bowls. Uh, yeah. So I think with, uh, I think Steeler fans see an opening now. Okay. There's not really, I mean, there's Jackson and, and Baltimore, but he's not Brady, you know, and, and we can get back to our glory days uh, if we, if we do this right. But because the defense is good, you know, Fitzpatrick and Watt and uh, Hayward, even though he's at the, Somewhat at the end of his career, uh, Highsmith is uh, definitely uh, an unexpected pleasure. But uh, the the play calling just leaves me, you know. I, I just I don't. I'm just an idiot fan. I hate it when fans will put in this goaltender. He's better. Like, yeah. I'm sure Canada has his reasons, but it's just head scratching given the offensive weapons that. Yeah, I hate it. it. Like you he's got, got a legit five receivers, Harris included, 
and you're you're doing these, I don't know, high school dunk plays. Which that was right. the book on Pickett, though, right? Pickett was not a big arm. He's not going to be a guy who's going to send it down the field. Yeah, I mean, he he's kind of zinged for having small hands for an NFL quarterback. Yeah, that was the Alex Smith thing, too. Yeah. Well, especially when you look at his predecessor, uh, Roethlisberger, who had, like, these mammoth hands. Yeah. And, like, the football looked like a baseball in his hands. And, you know, uh, he was known for, you know, deep, deep passes. I mean, just as an idiot fan, I, I kind of was infatuated by Malik Willis, uh, the uh, Titans. Yeah, backup. yeah. He That's played last who, week, right? How did he look? Yeah. I, I mean – I think he looks bad so far. Does he? Okay, well, he's very raw. He's raw for sure. Like um, I think the game looks fast to him. Watching him, it looks like the game. It looks very, very shockingly fast to him. Which is that's how it looked for you know what's his name with Chicago too. He's he's finally starting to kind of turn into a quarterback now. But they've anointed this guy. I mean, great. He's fine, and the Falcons play him this week. Justin Fields. Yeah, Fields. Right. But I'm telling you. They were going to fucking hang this guy 10 quarters ago. Easy. 10 quarters ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy's not the right guy. They fucked up with their draft pick, blah, blah, blah. Who, should the Bears get fucking, you know. Well, even now, CJ dude. Stroud or if you look, whatever. I mean, it's not like he's throwing the ball all over the place. He's winning by running the ball. Yeah, he's got like 600 yards rushing in three games. He's about yeah, to and, and about 300 passing yards. He's in the second well, quarterback rushing record. And now they're like, oh, this guy's uh, finally, this guy's great. I go, he's running for his life. The guy, he says hike. He's running for his life. He's playing fucking street ball, uh, you know, out in the field, fucking uh, playing in the snow, little kid. Okay. Here here are his yardage totals the last five games. 167, 123, 151, (laughs) 179, 190. Those are passing yards. He hasn't broken 200 yards in the five games and maybe longer than that. That's all I have here. Okay. What about his I mean, rushing yards in those games? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm fair. saying. He's doing it by running. He's not. I mean, he's definitely. What are those numbers? Uh, let me see. I know they're great. Uh, let's see. 147 yards rushing against Detroit. 178 against Miami. 60 against Dallas. 82 against New New England, and then 88 against Washington. He's gonna have 141 yard. He wait. Hang on. Let me think about it. Because this will come out before the fucking Falcons Bears game. Whatever the over under is on on Justin Fields rushing on Sunday, punch up fans, take that over. I'm gonna say he's gonna have a hundred and fifty-seven yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. Put that in the fucking bank. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Put that right in the bank. You guys, you guys going to watch the World Cup? I'll watch it. I'm excited for it. Did you see Qatar, Qatar at the last minute banned alcohol at the stadiums? They had this whole, they have a deal, sponsorship deal with Budweiser. Budweiser tweeted out today, awkward. Uh, they deleted the tweet, but but it, Qatar, you know, the the whole the whole premise of them having the World Cup was going to be that they're going to kind of westernize and modernize at least at the stadiums. And now at the very last minute, right the weekend before, the day before the World Cup starts, basically two days before, they're like, you know what, we're not going to do booze at the stadiums. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's. Definitely not going to go over. The only drink that's allowed is Bud Zero. It's going to be a bunch of people going around drinking non-alcoholic beers at the games. Isn't that crazy? That's ridiculous. You know how fucking hot it's going to be there? Like 120. Like, that's like the regular temperature there. So it's almost glad they didn't serve booze there (laughs) because can you imagine the shape of the fans? Like... It'd be like at a rave or something like that. Midway through the second half, it's 120, if not higher. Uh, and you're fucking trying to dry out from the three buds you've got in your system. <laughs> right. <laughs> United States United States starts Monday uh, against Wales. They should win that. I mean, then they play England, and then they have Iran, which is going to be – that'll be interesting. But. They should get out of the group. They might not. Uh, I'm pretty excited for it, though. It's you know we didn't qualify last time around, so it's just nice to be playing. Earl, Earl before we get going, I want to do a little quick segment with you that we do with all of our. Uh oh. Uh oh. Did he tweet something bad? No, I just went through did his I? Twitter. Probably. Here, here's a little segment I like to call. Hey, why did you tweet that? Mm, but bad news for you, Earl. Sorry. Oh, I mean, if I, I mean. If I ever made it, I would delete my, in whatever making it is. I mean, it's different to everyone. I would Earl, delete my tweet. On November 3rd, why did you tweet at the Comedy Store? I dare you to take away my main room spots, you faggots. P.S. Emily's pussy stinks. Why did you tweet that? Oh, Earl. Uh, I don't think I did. Well, it's right. Look, it's right here in the tweets. That looks, le- that looks legit to me. That looks very do. Well, what about this one? This you tweeted this the other night. Uh, hey, at Whitney Cummings, stop calling me a mentor. Stay in your lane, cunt. <laughs> oh, you said, and it what, It says he tweeted that just the other night. Is that when he tweeted it? Just the other night. That's what it says. Yeah. I mean, Uh-oh. his story he told earlier corroborates that. So how could I have made that up? Wow. I don't uh, recall saying that. Uh, well, you, oh, so you were, you were blacked out. Huh? Oh, interesting. I, I, I don't, uh, Emily, if you're watching this and I'm assuming you're not, but just yeah. in case you Big are, stand. There's, no, <laughs> there's no chance for I mean, ever seeing I mean, I'm banking on it, but knowing my luck, this is the first time. Oh, Earl's on with Tebow and whatever. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's give it a listen. There's no chance. 
I mean, I've, uh, I don't, th I mean, it's probably the worst tweet I've ever put out. Actually, Jeff Ross messaged me a minute later to tell me, Hey, take that down. Really? Uh, he's so self-serving. It was only because it would make him look bad. What was there it? Was, there were, I'll never forget it. There was an episode on CNN where Don Lemon is doing a thing on how comfortable people are saying the N-word. And so he gets a cue card and holds up uh, a cue card with um, the word spelled out. So it, it, so I take a screenshot of that and I said, hey, congratulations to the new CNN cue card guy. And, you know, it's, it's just a stupid. <laughs> no, that's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. It's good. No, that's, that's funny. funny. It's that's just funny. dumb. But yeah. This yeah. Is, Right before Roast Battle got on TV, and uh, oh. I'll, I'll give Jeff this. I hate the guy's guts for many reasons, but he is savvy about – he must have moles everywhere. I'm sure someone tweeted or DM'd him, hey, Skakel, just – you better go on Skakel's Twitter. <laughs> and Jeff was like, hey, that's a really funny tweet, bro, but could you take it down? <laughs> <laughs> It's easy, it's easy to have to moles. Sell a TV show. <laughs> it's easy to have moles when you look like one. <laughs> oh my god! Don't get I, me started. I guess everybody just gave up calling Ari, huh? That's it's like just <laughs> he goes. Did you see him the other day when? Uh... Sorry, I lost. I lost you guys for a second. Okay, we're here. We're here for you, baby. Hold on. Got you. Yeah, I can't hear anything, Jason. You're gonna have to talk. Oh, okay. Well, you are. Um, oh, I'm back. Okay, there we go. Uh, how did I do? How <laughs> can I? Sorry. What were, you, what were you saying, Jenny? I have no idea. Well, oh, uh, talking about Ari. Do you, have you seen that he's trying to get to 6 million uh, views on the, the specials? Because that's, you know, the number of people who died in the Holocaust. That's, yeah, of course. Isn't he that is. He's such a fucking <laughs> dipshit. It's pretty funny. He's such uh earl do you have any dates coming up that you want to plug you want to plug in your podcast what do you got have going on for dates out the gates i mean really just uh, you can find me everywhere at, at earl skakel um e-a-r-l-s-k-a-k-e-l and you know after you listen to punch drunk listen to uh, inappropriate earl uh after you listen to inappropriate earl listen to the comedy store wrestling podcast uh and, uh, you know, I'm at the comedy store a few times a week. And uh, hopefully in a few months, uh, my not-so-special will be special and out to the masses. I can't wait to see that. That When you told me about that, I go, wow, that's such a funny idea. And all the people that are doing it are funny. And I go, I can't wait to ruin ruin that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. If it was a secret, I didn't know it. I didn't. I was just. That's why I kind of tiptoed around it there. I was devastated a couple of months ago. I didn't know Davey Boy Smith died in, you know, like 20 years ago. And I, I found that he was one of my favorite wrestlers. I found that I was I was so sad. I haven't watched wrestling. Well, in my favorite decades. wrestler actually had something to do with his death. Um, in uh, 98, they brought the Ultimate Warrior back to fight Hogan. And uh, uh, the Warrior shtick, I mean, it's, I mean, we all know wrestling, it's, you know, obviously scripted and all that but it was pretty funny how in 98 they were still holding on to the illusion so you know hogan would be in the ring cutting a speech and then all of a sudden the lights go off 
smoke fills the arena and the warrior just comes up through a trap door in the ring. Uh, and Davy boy, I, I don't know when, but at some point was body slammed on the trap door. Uh, and it didn't give, you know, it was just, Oh yeah. Like, like a steel door or something. And, uh, fucked up his back so much that, you know, he, he really got into the pain pills and shit. Uh, so That's a drag. Uh, I liked him. I like the heels. Yeah. I like the bad guys. Oh, uh, I mean, I and they're all dying. Like my favorite bad guy is Rick Rude. Uh, yeah, Ricky Rude. Yeah, but he uh, he was so fucking tough that he was wrestling Sting in Japan, and uh, you know the the ring in Japan was set up differently, so there was an exposed edge, and and Sting. Uh, jump through the ring, you know, that move where they jump through the ropes and yeah. they, they land on the guy outside and Rude's back hit the exposed uh, edge and it, it he literally broke his back. Oh, God. Um, oh, but he was God. so fucking tough. That, and I don't think he told Sting or, or maybe Sting didn't hear him. And so Sting body slams him again with a broken back. And Rude finished the match. Like... Uh, but he got same thing, you know. So addicted to pain pills, and um, he has probably my. I mean, obviously, I wish he was still alive. But the rumors about his death were he injected Viagra into his dick, like he thought. Oh, let's just go <laughs> to the course. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it may it makes sense. I mean, it really does. In theory, you're like okay. <laughs> I guess instead of taking a pill, have it go through your stomach muscles. Before it gets... Yeah, what? The girl's coming over like in two minutes. She's like, I'm here. Surprise. I'll, I'll just put it directly into my, not his balls, but his dick. That's he how, he, some... is that how he died? Well, the rumors are oh, he no. got some infection and his balls shrunk. Oh. Or, or, uh, his balls blew up to like the size of watermelons, so they oh. had to cut his balls off, and he like killed them. Damn! Oh my but, god! Dude, oh my god! There's the funniest. I'll send you the Ron Lyle fight, but there's another clip of uh, the Honky Tonk Man talking about Rick Rude's death, and it's so funny because you think like if either one of you guys died or I died, and you guys were asked, "Hey, what'd you think about Earl's death?" You you might make a joke, but you oh we loved him. He was the Honky Tonk Man's like in the back warming up for a match. He said, yeah, yeah, I, I heard he just injected Viagra into his dick and uh, you know, he, thought he, could, he thought he could bang a lot of broads and uh, his balls blew up. So he, he just fucking killed himself. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> it's just, it's a- not so much what he's saying, but just the complete Lack of empathy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could thought he could bang a lot of broads, you know, and he's he's doing this weird like like he's warming up his arm and like he's trying to show the camera he's ripped and it, it's the funniest thing because he has no muscle <laughs> definition. So he's he's like making the arm pose like that and like <laughs> there's nothing moving. It's like a reverse bicep. You see his tricep fat moving. Oh, no. Oh no, dude! So, did you watch the last thing? Did you watch that uh that horrible Ric Flair farewell uh 
card from like a couple months back that they did in like Nashville. It was so sad. I was there. Oh, oh, dude, I I watched that. I mean, it's just he's like I mean, he could barely get around the ring. Well, I was on the Ric Flair roast. Was so. it sad there? Was it sad in person? Like, did you feel bad for him? The Ric Flair roast was awesome because it was well, like, not the roast that, but the the that what was it called? It was like Rick- it was this like well, it was the whole weekend. So like, we did the Ric Flair roast, and I got to roast Ric Flair. So I'm like, I'm a kid in heaven, man. Like, there's yeah. Diamond yeah, I mean, he's, he's, oh, really? Diamond Dallas Page. He's the guy. Dude, they made this for me. You know, it was, uh, I don't know if you can, uh, it's an Earl Skakel wrestling doll. Oh, that's uh, cool, man. I mean, we've all been doing comedy a very long time. We've had some cool experiences, but when uh, Ric Flair's ex-wife, who was kind of handling him that week, she's, and everyone got one who was on the dais, but she's like, hey, you were Rick's favorite. And she shook my hand and I'd rather like to get a wrestling doll is uh so so that is Friday night. It was great. Saturday night they do like a comic con for wrestling, and then Sunday night's the last match, and we were all backstage and it was like I'm I cried three times because uh legit cool. like I met uh Lex wow. Luger. I don't know uh Oh yeah can, I don't know if you can see this. Uh uh might be yeah. similar, but he signed, he signed it, it yeah. And so I buy the doll. The doll was like $200. Jesus. But you waited, like, you get to meet Lex Luger, so you shake his hand or whatever. And uh, he's like, young man. I'm like, young man, bro, we're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it's a line of 14-year-olds and Earl. Yeah. You know? So he's just, he's like, he's on autopilot. He's looking at his phone while he's saying <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, uh, hey, young fella. Yeah, I, but he's like not in the best condition, and he's like, "Would you want me? Do you want me to sign it?" And I thought, "Oh no, it's all good, dude. Like, I don't want. I say this to myself. I, I don't want to put you through any fucking extra physical exertion. <laughs> Throw your back out." And he literally grabs. He's like, "No, I got it, bro." So he opens the box, and he grabs the pen like, like I'm grabbing this. Oh smoothie. no. Oh no! And I thought, oh man, this is going to be a fucking jacked autograph. It's going to be looking like it was written in Hebrew or something. It and, looked uh, pretty good. I'm telling you right now, I've got probably a hundred autograph different things in my house. It's the most perfect autograph I've ever seen. Like, it was like <laughs> a machine made it. Like, uh, so I started crying. Uh, I met Magnum TA, who you know, you guys are you know probably young enough to not know who he is yeah like, he's he was not, like, i don't know who that honestly, is you know he, he was like he's the, the one that invented magnum condoms for obvious I reasons wish. uh but like I, I walked by him and i you know he's still pretty fucking jacked and uh he looks like tom Selleck but bigger um and he's in a wheelchair and so i bent down oh, on God. one knee like, like i'm marrying him because i didn't want him to have to look up and uh i just guess let me get you some water because I knew I was about to cry. So I, I literally stopped mid-sentence to get him a bottle of water because I was crying. But uh, the last match was, I think I could say this. Yeah, I was talking to Jay Lethal before the match. That's who was his opponent. And Jay Lethal is so fucking funny. He does this character called Black Machismo. 
which is a black macho man, but he, it's the greatest impression I've ever seen in my life. Uh, wow. Can you guys play audio clips? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll look it up. Black Machismo, you said? Yeah, look up Jay Lethal, Black Machismo, and it's a, the, the first thing should be him walking in a backstage. Hold on just a second. Can you guys can... play the sound? Too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pull it up just a second. I mean, I, I know there's uh, different. Just give me one second here. But he was what? Telling, what am, is it? Is it this way? Um, shit. Uh, he's got. It's got a thing of funny promos. How about that? Oh no! Go to the one black machismo. Uh, uh, that one right there. This. Yeah. Okay. It's really funny how they do it. Hold on. Stage area right now. God, what? It's Cam. Yeah. That's Macho Man's actual jacket. Wow, that's that's crazy that it's in such good condition. I just want to hear him. Yeah, because his brother had it. Never come off, yeah. I say, uh, if I had to get up in the morning and leave the house with one article of clothing, it'd be these bad boys right here. If I had a superpower, <laughs> I would say it'd have to be controlling my rage. Yeah, I'd be the only man who could control his rage. Because I don't know if you know, but I got a rage that's uncontrollable when I start on the attack. See that? See what just happened there? I kind of had it under control just for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I was going to snap. Yeah, but that wouldn't have been good, bam, for you. It wouldn't have been good for me either. Can you spell fine? Huh? <laughs> that's great. But one more thing, and I know we got to go. Just He also does a black Ric Flair. Look up... Uh, <laughs> just wait, so wait he just... what's his name? This guy's got a real fuck. What's his uh uh what is it? Jay Lethal. I'm just gonna look up Jay Lethal Rick Flair. Oh. What but I'm curious now because I watched those flair highlights from the last match and it just uh, it just made me sad. Was it sad in person or was it kind of, was it cooler in person? Because I just felt bad there, Rick Flair. He wasn't moving around well, you know, and he had trouble kind of getting over on a lot of the, the moves. 
I mean, it was a little bit of both. Like Jay Lethal, like two hours before the match, we were talking in like the production room or something. And uh, I think Jay Lethal had seen me talking to Eric Bischoff, who I've become pretty good friends with. Oh, that's cool. And uh, so, we're, I'm, you know, I'm starting I'll be honest with you, I'm starstruck because I'm that into wrestling and, and, and Jay Lethal is so fucking nice. And he's like, dude, I'm a little worried about the match. I'm like, why? Dude, it's Flair's last match. Everyone is everyone is here tonight. And he's like, because Rick just told me he's not afraid to die in the ring tonight. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Uh, okay, ch- ch- tell me uh, if it's one of these guys here. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it should be. It's like this, the tribute, maybe? Probably the first. Uh, yeah, try it. We, we don't have to watch the whole lot. Uh, try the 656 one, the second one. It's okay. probably a little shorter. We don't have to watch the whole thing. And- God, his hair was the best, wasn't it? 100%. It was him. Nature Boy's not going to be happy about this. Speaking of Jay Lethal, he's interrupted Ric Flair and his fortune faction. about the four horsemen the greatest group of men to ever grace God's green earth I didn't hear that because as far as I'm concerned it looks like the horsemen were here they took a dump in the ring and they left that (laughs) I I had the privilege uh, to be on the road, up and down, late nights, parties, kissing the girls, and making them cry. With the horsemen, you guys, as far as I'm concerned, are no horsemen. That is disrespectful to me and this wrestling business. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? Why'd you, Nature Boy, not that piss at Jay Lethal? Hey! (laughs) Throws his back out. (laughs) That's right. Come on, brothers. Let's see what you got. You can Let's throw. see your Rolex. Let's see what you got. You Come can on. throw all your clothes away, Rick. Come on. Let's throw see what you got. You want, you want to see something? Yeah. Let me show you something. I want to see it. My friend's got one shoe on, you by the way. You want to see it? Yeah. You want to see it? Yeah. Watch this. <laughs> I 
He is driving for the nuts. Right there is the greatest thing you can do. I've ever seen. You can't be me. You can't do me. And I'm cutting you off right now. You're cutting You're me cut off. off. Yeah. You don't cut me off. Woo! Hey, don't you start that with me. Woo! Woo! Don't you be upset. Right here, even that fat one, and make a cry. <laughs> Big man, don't get me wrong. Don't you be upset because they tore old Space Mountain down. Don't be upset. But hey, because hey, because of hey, Rick, oldest ride, oldest ride, longest line. Let's see what you got. Is the yellow shoe drop? You know what, Demet? <laughs> this is insane. You are Come on, bring up there. You know what? Woo! Right now. Woo! 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 This is so. This is so funny. That's the craziest thing. So that's so funny. But he's a great wrestler too. So that's, what's uh, the what? What? Pro, so I started watching WWE a little bit again because uh, I got into some old clips and then kind of went and I wanted to check in on it to see what it was like lately. I've noticed. I it, see. I've been in like a. It's almost like a time capsule kind of situation. Like I've been. I haven't watched it in decades, and then I started watching it again this year. And man, it's changed a lot. Like the camera work now is so much more integral to the show. Like the way they cut on like strikes and. There's zoom a lot of zooming in and out that there wasn't in the 90s. Like the last time I really watched it seriously was the Attitude Era. It's it's so much different now. Like the women are way more integral to the show. It's uh, I I'm curious what's the best promotion now because I, I WWE was interesting. I I didn't I didn't quite get it. I my favorite guys were those uh oh what are they the uh, the guys that shoosh everybody. You know what I'm talking about the Lady Boys uh, Alpha Lady Alpha Boys. Academy that alpha account oh, yeah 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 yeah. i like i like that that's you know they're like comic relief but what what would you say is the best promotion now well it depends on uh i mean you know you're you're never gonna beat the wwe in pr production value i mean they are like spielberg uh you know they're just it's a 50-year organization but to me i'm much more of a fan of AEW um because they their, their owner's a billionaire, and he's a wrestling fan. He's literally like me or you or Teebs. <laughs> a couple billion dollars behind him. So, nice. um, Which would be perfect for me. Yeah, per, uh, definitely. Uh, so, I, you know, they have a guy, this guy right here, it's uh, funny. He's the best bad guy going right now. His, uh, his name is MJF. Um, trying to uh, – oh, and his thing is like – a rich kid from Connecticut, almost like a young Triple H. With oh uh, yeah, the well, best what, back when they still called him Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, right? yeah. But MJF has the best mic skills going right now. Um, he's. I'll check he's it out. The, then. Yeah, they have a pay per view tomorrow. Uh, it's their. They only do four pay per views a year, so. Um, oh, that's good because I feel like the, I, I was looking at WWE. Like they, I mean, they have one every other week. It seems like. 
Yeah, I mean, so it, it's um, but like tomorrow night, MJF is fighting uh, John Moxley, uh, you know, from the Shield and WWE. Uh, are they on Sting. a network? What, what? Where are they on? They, you know, pay per view. Uh, they are on TNT. Okay. Uh, uh, Wednesday and Friday nights are their shows. Um, Two nights a week. Okay. And then, uh, you know, for the old wrestling fans, they have actually Jay Lethal is teaming up with Jeff Jarrett uh, yeah. from the Flair's last match. And they are fighting, if you can believe this, Sting and uh, this young kid by the name of Darby Allen, who is the bumps that this kid takes is he's going to be a fucking cripple at 40. It's, um, it's sting is i mean it's a that guy's a m- m- physical marvel I, how is he still how old is he now Sting is 63 years old oh my and, god is he still wearing the full face paint yeah full gear i mean he wears a uh long sleeve t-shirt now uh yeah it's it, funny it, all the old guys start wearing t-shirts i noticed like i saw Shawn michaels the other day fighting and they just all seem yeah. to wear t-shirts uh, but his thing he's got these two new gimmicks he does it's really funny now he does these wacky high flying spots. Um, like he'll like it's pretty risky. Like he'll jump off a ladder, and it's just the visual of seeing a 63-year-old man doing a pretty risky maneuver. Uh it's pretty funny. And then his the funniest thing he does is like uh my favorite guy outside of MJF and AEW is this guy by the name of Kenny Omega. Uh he's He's a new Japan guy, but he's he, he was in WWE for a bit. And his uh his two sidekicks are that tag team, the Young Bucks. And uh they're he he's a great, great wrestler. So one time Sting is wrestling with a couple other guys, uh Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks big finisher is a double kind of super kick. Uh like very much like Shawn Michaels, but it's yeah, two. Yeah. And so uh, they hit Sting hard with a double super kick, and Sting no sells it. He just looks at him, and it's so fun. I'm not I'm not doing it justice, but you you know when someone hits their finisher, yeah, you yeah, act yeah. like you've been shot. That's what the Undertaker. That used they, to be his move that he would he would like you know you do your finisher on him, and the Undertaker would just stand there like this. Yeah, and then. Kenny Omega threw him, I think, through a table. And, you know, impressive <laughs> that Sting at 63 is doing a That's amazing. table spot. And so he goes through the table, and so he's prone on the ground, and then he just sits up like this, a very Undertaker-ish, like, and just looks at Omega. And the crowd's going nuts because it's just like... <laughs> um, so they're cool. really good. I mean, they've got some growing pains because... Uh, you know, Tony Khan, whose brother owns the Jaguars, you know, the Jacksonville. Yeah, Shit Khan. Oh, is yeah, that the like guy I who said, owns it? You know, oh, okay. A... That's cool. Well, Tony more runs AEW. I don't know if his brother has any involvement, but I'm sure being billionaire brothers, there's probably some advice going back and forth. Uh, yeah, but... him giving him like $50 million would be like me giving you 50 yeah. bucks. But that's but... the, you would say that's the promotion that like shows the most deference to like the old days. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, they, okay. they are definitely, uh, you know, like they signed CM Punk and then he got hurt. Um, and then, and they go after, uh, you know, like they, Sign Jeff Jarrett, you know, like Tony's just a fan, so he's doing what I would do. Like, That's cool, man. 
so but it's sometimes it's not the best because now he has a, a very bloated roster um and a lot of people there are unhappy because they're not being used like um because when you only have you know unlike you know monday night ross three hours uh yeah. you know AEW's flagship show which is called dynamite it's two hours and then tonight is rampage which is one hour so literally wwe if you count nxt which is their minor league uh program that's two hours they also have several other you know they have about seven hours of television and raw Every man I, I swear AEW raw they waste they waste half of raw trying to get me to get into women's tag team wrestling now I just skip all that. I, I mean, it's fine, but I, I can't get into that. Well, I will say I do like AEW's women's division because they have a girl. She's actually a real-life dentist named Dr. Britt Baker. <laughs> she's like their heel. and then She's a dentist? Start. Yeah, in real life. Uh, and I almost – I met her last week at the Grove. She was on her phone walking towards me, and I kind of scared her because <laughs> my, voice, my voice is pretty booming. So I'm like – Hey, you're the only reason I watch AEW, and she tripped off the curb. Like I'm, that's almost broke her ankle. That's a hey, that's a dangerous curb there at uh, at the Grove. It is, yeah. Kind of sneaks up on you, but uh, yeah. So they're, you know, they're probably what the WWE would consider their competition, and then you have uh, Ring of Honor, which is a triple A promotion, I guess. Uh, but Tony Khan bought that, so now he owns. So what's cool about that is you see some Ring of Honor guys pop up in AEW for the surprise and vice versa. Uh, I don't know how you keep up with all that, dude. I mean, I've had the the first couple episodes of the Comedy Store Wrestling Podcast. My co-host is like, he's an ultra mark. Like he knows, he could tell you about a wrestling match in Uganda right now. Um, (laughs) So I felt out of... uh, what's the right word loyalty or whatever to him I'm like all right i gotta watch some shit too he just can't be you know i'm the funny guy he's the brains but there were some episodes where like he would ask hey what you think about omega and will osprey in new japan i'm like uh uh when did it happen <laughs> like that's, that's so uh it is a lot of it's funny now watching wrestling has worked to me i've got, I've got to watch you know like all these fucking different companies and that's um, cool man but it's fun. It beats having a regular job. Yeah, it's fucking so cool. You got to do that, Rose. Uh, uh, go to Earl's Instagram, and you can see because you posted a bunch of your roast roast jokes from the actual uh, roast of fucking yeah, Rick Flair. I mean, the roast Rick Flair was like, and to have him kiss me on the lips after and go, "Hey, you were my favorite one." Thanks. That's Ron. great, I'm man. Like, uh, That's great. My name's Earl, uh, but thanks. I guess. <laughs> uh, what did he call you? Call me Ron. Ron, <laughs> Ron Mexico. And if you want, I don't want anyone to. I get no extra. I'll leave you guys with this because it's a typical Skakel move. So I won't say who, but uh, you know, it was a three-hour roast, so it was very long to be up there yeah. on that stage. And uh, uh, what your first joke was three hours? Uh. <laughs> well, I did do a Jeff Ross joke that made no sense, but I still got it in there. Uh, I'm like, hey, everyone, what's a roast without Jeff Ross? Uh, Jeff wanted to be here tonight, but he couldn't make it because he's busy playing guitar. He's fingering in double D minor. And uh, <laughs> that's uh, great. But there was this one person on the roast. Uh, 
they were kind of bombing and and the dais was very uncomfortable because people were like it was awkward because everyone loves this person so i pull out my dick pic and uh you notice at one point of the roast i go like this with my phone i just kind of tilt it to the side and go like this so everyone on the dais is laughing even though this person's bombing because they, sh- they saw my dick pic nice even who was it that was bombing uh, I don't want to say because they're a good person. So you know, just comedy, you, comedy or wrestling. Uh, I don't want to give it away. Uh, just spell spell the last name. Just let me say this: name. none of the comics bombed. They all killed. I okay. probably had one of the not worst sets, but like, you know, like Shuli from Howard Stern, he killed. Uh huh. Like he, it was so funny. There was this guy on the roast named Brad Nestler. And if you follow college football, the the, the sports commentator, yeah, he's, really, he's the voice. I guess he's friends with Ric Flair, but he's oh okay, like the voice of college football. And yeah, yeah, no, I know him. Yeah, yeah, I know him. there's nothing on this guy. Like he's lived the purest life of anybody I've ever met. Like he has no <laughs> skeletons, zero. So Shuley just started making it up that he was a pedophile. And, <laughs> Like it was so funny because like people were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, and like John Moses did great. Cassio's a uh, Southern comic he killed. Uh, Tyler Morrison had the set of the night. He was the host, and like he's a really funny comic from Canada. Uh, he destroyed. Uh, so it was, it was it was fun. Like it was like a Make a Wish weekend for me. Like I'm around 80s pro wrestlers for three days. It was you know. Yeah, everybody was on. I mean, I watched the last match, uh, the whole thing, and every there were so many people in the crowd and and on the actually on the card. It was amazing. I mean, backstage was like, you know, you just had to like, I don't get starstruck at all, but like, there's Ricky Morton from the Midnight Express. There's the oh. Undertaker, like, uh, and I will say just one last bit of advice: if you're ever at a pro, if you're ever at a hotel with pro wrestlers. Get to the breakfast early because it <laughs> goes like I got up at 730 breakfast and the guy's like, hey, bro, all the food's gone. Like, <laughs> it's not I'm like, there's not like a bagel. He's like, bro, it's gone. And then <laughs> I won't say what wrestler, but he's in line next to me. And he just was it the out, same one that bombed? <laughs> he takes out this massive handful of pills. And I don't mean vitamins like they were pills. And he just swallows them whole. No water, nothing. Oh, fuck. And he just looks at me and goes, it's just like the 80s, brother. And I'm like, uh, no, it's not. You're 60, and it's 2022, dude. <laughs> I know. And everybody's dying from fentanyl overdoses. <laughs> I know. I mean. That's so, crazy. I love wow. you guys. Good talking to you, man. Sorry, I got you off on that wrestling thing. I know that you were trying to go earlier, but oh I, no, I, I could. I mean, dude, I like I said, I cried when I met Lex Luger. I cried when I met Magnum TA, and I cried when I met Bull- Bully Ray Dudley or Bubba Ray. I don't know what he goes by. Uh, he was sitting next to me on the panel, and uh, it was funny when this person was bombing. He just looks at me and goes, "Earl, what do you do as a comic when you keep bombing like this?" I'm like, personally, I keep going. I like to fucking get all I can, brother. Um, I, I cried at the uh, so as the roast was ending, everyone saying goodbye and all that, and uh, 
you know, I just, you know, he was ECW. He was hardcore. Like he, he you talk about table spots. Uh, and I just, I hugged him and I'm like, thank you for putting your body through what you did for an idiot like me. And I was that before or after him. Scott Hall died. That was, I think it was after. So, okay. uh, cause, uh, there was a few subjects we were told not to talk about. I think that was one of them. Oh, really? They were very cool in terms of saying, Hey, it's, it's a roast. We get it. You're going to talk about Rick's liver and his pussy hound ways. And, uh, you know, Vicky Guerrero, Eddie's wife, she was there and like, she was awesome. We're like really good friends now. Cause like, as soon as the roast was over, I went up to her and said, Hey, I'm sorry, man. You know, cause I, I think I did a joke about her pussy or something. And, um, and she laughed and like, she, t- she is a great sport. It's like, everyone's talking about her pussy. Like, yeah. Like, you would think yeah. they would probably be a good audience. Cause they're used to just talking pure shit to each other anyway. Yeah. I mean, they got it. I mean, no one was offended. Uh, you know, like Rick was great. I mean, we're all talking about, what fucking lush he is and his leather face and you know he's just like he's loved it like, he's crying like it got emotional up there because when the you know you could tell rick didn't know who any of the comics were but like he was very very cool but when some of the you know so many guys it's very similar to comedy as we all know like there's so many deaths in wrestling that um Oh yeah, yeah, that is it is similar that way. It's pretty. uh, I mean, in LA comedy alone, we've lost eight comics the last five six months. Um, Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, and another fucking another five or six. If you go back just two years, it's been like a dozen people. Oh, I'm not even counting like the big comics like Judy Tenuta or Gallagher. I'm I'm talking about like yeah, I know. Yeah. We had just had Moreno in the studio too for Tinfoil, and then to hear about him. Was, oh, he's great. Yeah, I know. That was such a drag. You know, I mean, last time I saw him, maybe about six months ago, we were at the dog park and, you know, just cutting the shit. He had like a doc coming out, a documentary about some alien stuff. And it was, and he was in promoting that. It was such a drag. Yeah. Well, what up? What up? What up? That's the best looking dog, dude. Um, and then he asked me to come over and barbecue in the nude, and I just kind of walked away. <laughs> uh, like, he's one of those guys, and it doesn't matter, obviously. I don't know if he was straight or gay. Like, he'd always kind of be, like, fucking around with me. Like, let's hang out. I'll cook you dinner. Like, I don't know if he was serious. I, it doesn't matter, but, like, yeah, you know, yeah. he was a good – He we always hugged. We weren't, like, great friends, but we always, like, you know – Every time I would see him, he would we would always hug, and then he would give me a hand job with his butthole. <laughs> That's a good place to end this. Uh, yeah, on that note, uh, at Earl Skake on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, I got two. I have two gigs I want to plug uh, before we go. One. Uh, I'll be at Camp Lejeune December 24th to the 26th. <laughs> uh, bring your own water. They keep stressing that. Bring your own water. They they go, that's it. But December 24th, 26th, I'm at Camp Lejeune. Um, and then New Year's Eve, I'm at Heckler's on Martin Luther King Boulevard in Wakanda. That can't go wrong. <laughs> what the? Uh, I'm going Girl, to. How? How? See, I was thinking it might not be that black. I might be 
that Martin Luther King Boulevard in Wakanda is all white people. I wouldn't know. I haven't played that club yet. Well, I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, go Falcons, go Steelers, go Panthers, kind of ish, um, and suck it. Right. See you, JW, JC. Take it See easy, you, buddy. Good it. talking to you. Thanks. What are they saying? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Every girl's my girlfriend. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. It disturbs me how much Sam loves this song. He dances like he has special needs. <laughs> what are they saying? Johnny, stop! Just let it rock! These are kids. We're supporting them. If you are a, if you're a drunk puncher, what? go out, buy, buy this album. If you want to find this uh, and buy it, it's the Which kids of Wid, Widney High. Let's Get Busy is the name of the album. I'm going to put this to vote. Should this be the new punch drunk uh, theme song? <laughs>